Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast, hosted by Brian Bisking. Brian started this weekly podcast to give a voice to leaders of our community, to share their story, their journey, and the lessons that they have learned along the way. Brian grew up in a small town outside of St. Louis, where he watched his father run a small business and was always interested in how the leaders in his community got where they are. Whether it's a local business leader, a philanthropist, or a celebrity, these are your STL leaders. Join us today, where we will chat with another pillar of our community on this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. And now, your host, Brian Bisking. Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. On this week's episode, we welcome the Executive Director of the St. Louis Area Diaper Bank, Muriel Smith. But before we get to this week's episode, I want to thank my sponsors. First, NWO IT Services, Synchrony HR, Edward Jones, Go Brand Go, The Tom James Company, and Enterprise Bank and Trust. And now to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. Muriel, welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast. I appreciate you joining me today. Yes, thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, we got introduced by Jennifer Bardot, um, who I do a lot of well, a lot of networking with and a lot of different activities with uh, here in St. Louis. And so I'm excited to have you on the, the podcast today to talk to you a little bit about your uh, your life and growing up and then the St. Louis Area Diaper Bank and what you guys do for the uh, St. Louis area. And then uh, touch on your leadership uh, views and goals. So let's kind of start what I always say is in the beginning, talk to us about growing up and what your path was to the St. Louis area diaper bank. Yeah. So I grew up in, in the city um, with uh, two older siblings and my mom um, and my, my parents were uh, divorced, but um, and, and my dad and um, went to, you know, St. Louis public schools and um, thought growing up that I wanted to be a uh, pop singer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have no vocal, uh, um, you know, anything at all, but I just thought it would be really cool. Um, but eventually came to my senses and, um decided what I really wanted to do that I thought was really um, something that I was interested in and could do was work and uh, do work in communications, marketing communications um, for nonprofit organizations. Um, so I went to school for that at Missouri State University and got my degree in communications and graduated and could find a job in uh, communications or public relations. So I uh, found myself working for nonprofit organizations and their uh, fundraising department and um, sort of like got bitten by that bug and um, worked in fundraising and then eventually, <clears throat> excuse me, communications. Um, for several different nonprofits throughout 
St. Louis, lots of them are uh, youth serving organizations or family or child serving organizations. And so I knew that that was going to be, you know, where my heart lie and what my, my niche would be. Um, and I came to the diaper bank. I was working at another nonprofit organization that was uh, going through some change. And so I was needing to find another organization to work with and came upon the St. Louis area diaper bank. Um, and then organizations I had worked for, I had seen the need that family families have for basic need items um, that they would come to the organizations I worked for, um, for other things that our organizations did, but also needed these basic need items. So I was really intrigued by um, an organization that just focused on providing those basic need items like diapers and period supplies to families and individuals. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you kind of touched on here a, a bit, but tell us more about St. Louis Area Diaper Bank and what you guys uh, do for the uh, area. Yeah, so um, we are an organization that provides diapers and period supplies to um, families, individuals, and children in the St. Louis community. We were started in 2014 when uh, the founder of the organization actually saw a story about a diaper bank in another state and noticed there wasn't one here in St. Louis and decided to start one for families that needed it. Um, we started with distributing um, donated diapers that we got from, from the public, about 1,200 of those a month. We are now up to, I would say, about 250,000 diapers a Holy month. Wow. <laughs> so a lot, a lot more. Um, and we partner with other agencies and organizations. So we're not an um, organization that directly interfaces with the public. We partner with these other agencies and organizations <clears throat> so that, <clears throat> excuse me, we know that people that are experiencing poverty, um, be it, you know, diaper need or period poverty, it also have other things that they need help with. So these other agencies and organizations provide those things to these families. It could be counseling, it could be, you know, education, like early childhood education. Um, it could be housing or, um, you know, some type of, um, assistance or any of those types of things so they can get diapers and period supplies along with these other things to help them um, you know live a happy healthy life absolutely so you you talked about how the organization started um, and kind of how it's grown talk to us how it's I mean it's obviously grown from a diaper count but talk to us about how it's changed over the past few years yeah we so we were uh a diaper distribution program with the model that we have, we still have that model with other organizations, partnering with other organizations to distribute. In 2020, um, probably in 2019 in earnest, um, we looked at another burgeoning issue, which was period poverty in the St. Louis area. And so in 2020, we started our period supply program to assist individuals um, that need those monthly supplies, um, just like babies need diapers. Right. So to help to help combat that, 
Um, so that's our second program that we have. And then last year we changed our model a little bit or added to it. So with um, the partnerships with the 70 agencies and organizations that we currently have, we also have partnerships with both uh, the St. Louis Public Library and the St. Louis County Library where we're distributing um, diapers and period supplies through uh, their library branches for people to go and, and get as they need them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have uh, another partnership with a, a community organization that has about 20 or so smaller organizations that they support. Um, and we distribute, it, distribute the diapers and period supplies to those agencies underneath that one organization quarterly. So, you know, we, we change, you know, add it to our model of service um, and expanded, you know, what we were doing in the community with our period supply program. And then hopefully to be able to help more people in the St. Louis region, um, you know, through these different models that we have. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's interesting, you know, kind of how the, the organization has kind of transformed, you know, since 2019. Did did COVID have any impact on that? Or was that just, you know, an initiative that you guys had, had already in the works? Well, for the library program, I think, or partnership, it did have um, a, a big impact because during that time um, in 2020, when everything shut down, our partner agencies were also shut down. So, we, like many other um, community organizations, did drive-throughs for people to pick up the supplies that they needed. One of those drive-throughs that we did, um, we did it multiple times, was with the St. Louis County Library. So, and looking and, and seeing how many people who probably weren't necessarily tied to one of our partners we looked at how can we um, give people what what they need, these basic need items. They're not, you know, a client of one of our partners, but they still have this need. And so that kind of helped us look look at our partnership with the, at the library a little bit differently in that, you know, we need to, which is part of our mission, to provide access to these basic need items in a um broader way so that people that either need it occasionally or people who might need it, you know, um, more often than that, but are not, are not a client of one of our partners can go to their public library and get these items. Gotcha. I gotcha. So the organization is like, we just kind of mentioned changed a little bit. What are the, what is the future goals of the organization? Just to continue, what is it to continue to, you know, provide as um, many of these care products as, as possible to the people in need, or do you guys have aspirations of taking on a new line of, of service? Well, per our, we have a strategic plan that we're working under. And so one of the things in the strategic plan is to, is to look at that. Like what, what do we look like? you know, in the future. So we are looking at, you know, what are other basic need items that uh, people need access to that um, no other organization is currently filling. So we've had conversations about incontinence products, either for older children that may be developmentally disabled that need those, or 
um, older adults who who need those but don't have access to them. Right. Um, so that's part of like uh, what we might expand to. The other thing is uh, last year I helped create the Missouri Coalition of Diaper Banks. There are seven other diaper banks um, in Missouri. So we came together so that we could try to help on a couple of different fronts. One is advocacy. So um, helping to get the taxes reduced or uh, taken off diapers and period supplies, which right now are taxed as luxury items. Um, and then also in looking at Missouri as a whole, we noticed that the northern half of the state um, is not being serviced by any diaper bank. So as a coalition, our sort of mission, <laughs> and it, it was part of our mission for, for the St. Louis Area Diaper Bank as well, was to um, figure out how we could get these items to people that needed them in the northern part of the state. Um, and then, so we're, we're working on that as a coalition and making some headway um, on that. And then for us locally in St. Louis, it's looking at um, our service area and the St. Louis region. So right now we service St. Louis City, St. Louis County, Jefferson County, St. Charles County, and then um, uh, Saint, uh, in East St. Louis, so St. Clair. But um, to really be regional, we would want to serve a couple more of those counties, um, like Lincoln and Pike and Warren, um, and then Montgomery, or, uh, Madison County over in Illinois. So we're looking at how can we connect with organizations that are in those counties to expand um, to be truly a, a regional organization. Yeah, absolutely. All exciting things as the organization continues to evolve. Um, very exciting. So tell me this, you know, as, as, as somebody who's probably listening to this episode right now, how can people in St. Louis help uh, help out the organization? Can they donate items or what's the best way for the community to get involved? Yeah, the best way is um, to donate dollars. <laughs> um, okay. Like, you know, most nonprofits, we raise um, the majority of our budget and we have a little over a million dollar budget. And so in order to be able to provide these um, basic need items to the community, um, we do need uh, donations of dollars for people to help support that. We, we purchase, I would say 95% of the supplies that we distribute. Um, we're part of the National Diaper Bank Network, so we have access to um, distributors that we can buy at high volume, 18 cents a diaper, 20 cents for the period supplies. So our, our, their dollars will go further if they donate dollars. We could buy you know, thousands, tens of thousands of these items, whereas they may, if they're going to the store to, to donate um, some items, they may only, you know, be able to buy one box of diapers or a couple of boxes of period supplies. So, um, but not to discourage that, we definitely also accept in-kind donations of diapers and period supplies. Um, and people can always volunteer in our warehouse as well to actually help package all of those uh, diapers and period supplies that we distribute. Awesome. Well, yeah, I wanted to kind of get that out there for those people who are listening on how they can not only help out from the, from a community perspective, but obviously help out the organization as well. So I appreciate you sharing that. 
Let's switch gears here a little bit and let's talk about leadership. Talk to us about your views on leadership and where you learn to become a leader. Yeah, I guess my my views on leadership, I try to be, I know this is overused, but a, you know, a servant leader. I, I uh, don't ask my staff to do anything that I myself am not willing to do or able to do. Um, I make sure I'm coaching my staff and providing them with the resources they need to to be able to do their job. So lots of support. And then we're very small here at the Diaper Bank. We have um, five staff members. So we work as a team. It's a full team effort. Um, so I make sure that, you know, we're all supporting one another. Um, and then I, I think I probably get my sort of thoughts on leadership and the way that I lead is from how I was led at other organizations. So part of it is I know at other organizations, if I had a leader that I, I thought, well, that's not, you know, how I would like to be supported by my leader, what, what my expectations are. So I make sure that I'm not doing those things. Sure. Um, also taking from, from leaders that, you know, I really enjoy being underneath who were, you know, uh, very generous and very kind with their time and their support and making sure that um, I understand, you know, they understood that people have lives outside of, you know, just coming to work. So I try to incorporate both those sides, you know, the, um, uh, not doing all of the things that I didn't think were great while also trying to incorporate all the things that I liked about leaders um, that really helped support me. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You you, know, you talked about servant leadership. Talk to us a little bit more about servant leadership. Uh, sounds like that's how you lead your current organization. So talk to me about in what way do you uh, see yourself as a servant leader and how do you do that with inside the organization? Yeah, I think I make sure that I am very supportive of my staff. We were, I have a staff of all women. Um, four of us are, you know, have children. And so I know that there's times when they need to be out of the office because their child may be sick or you have to take them to a doctor or, you know, school's out or, or whatever that is. So um, I make sure that I, there's no, I don't penalize anybody for that. Um, you know, we have, um, people can work from home when they need to. Um, I am very trusting of my staff. So I, I don't, you know, feel like they think that I, I, I know that they're working when they're working from home. They say that they're going to do what they're doing. Right. Um, and then again, I just try to support them in, you know, everything. So we set annual goals, um, both personal and professional goals. So if there are things they need uh, to learn or need, you know, access to um, that will help them with their job or even if it'll help, you know, help them with if they are not the greatest organizer if they're they're saying that's an area of growth making sure that i can provide some support in that area um so i think it's just you know servant leadership to me is just taking a human approach to being a leader and not um penalizing people for for being humans 
Right, right. No, I couldn't agree with you more. And that's a, a great, great quality that you have in, in being a leader and, and trying to understand that, you know, that uh, all the work is extremely important that, you know, there's families and personal lives that um, sometimes come into play and being understanding on that, I think is, is what makes a good leader uh, a, can be a good leader. So I think, you, I think that's some good advice there. You know, Merle, I always end this podcast by asking my guests to leave us with a piece of advice. So whether that's on being a leader or whether that's on, you know, um, really anything, business, personal life, anything along those lines. But if you could just leave us with one piece of advice today, what would that be? Um, I would say be your authentic self, no matter what you do. If you're at, you're at work, you're out in the community. Um, be your authentic self. I've, I sometimes struggled earlier in my career with thinking that, um, you know, this is what a leader should look like, or this is what a leader, what a leader should say, or a leader, how a leader should look. Um, but, you know, in the end, you just have to be who you are. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's some great advice to share with our audience. So on behalf of the ST Leaders podcast and myself, I appreciate you coming on today and sharing your wisdom with here with us here in St. Louis.